Hello, Trish Jenkins here on Trish TV, and we have a very special guest to hear, Stacey Housh of 1000 Ripple Effect. And my goodness, she knows better than anyone how one simple action persistently and just one, one start, one thing that you do, one story can have a thousand ripple effects going out to just be amazing for other people to be blessed. We're going to talk about uh, how Stacey has pulled together a, a group of authors to bring some inspiring work to people to help change their lives and to bring encouragement. We're also going to be talking about her journey of resilience in putting this thing together because it's taken a long time and there's been setbacks and she has overcome those setbacks. And my goodness, I can't wait to get in. Where we are, Stacey is always on the go and I have managed to pin her down, pin her down. That's why she's in a park. So forgive us for the... Uh, the, the technology that might be a little a little staticky, but we've got backup plans for that. But I didn't want to miss the opportunity to talk with Stacy. So I said, Stacy, I will get you. I will take you anywhere I can have you. So here we are. We pinned her down, and here she is. And we're going to talk to her right after this. The strongest prison bars are in your head, leaders and teams. It's time for a jailbreak. program Stacy. Thank you for having me here Trish and thank you to all the listeners who are listening in live today and for anyone who's not uh, let us know if you're listening to the replay and let us know where you're from. You know give us yeah, a little bit of a wave so or heart eat joy or something so yes. <laughs> yes yeah, so pop up even pop a comment in the chat. Uh, and especially if you are one of the the uh, authors in, I, I'm thinking thousand authors, not quite a thousand authors. Is it Stacey? How's it going? Yes, Tell there's one thousand authors in the book. Is one, it is one thousand authors, and yes, I'm one of them. I'm thrilled to be one of them. Privileged and thrilled to be one of them. So I appreciate that. So Stacey, tell us about what. 1000 ripple effects is and uh, what just give us an overview of the project and, and your heart for it okay well 1000 ripple effects uh, has a little bit of a long history but I'm going to shorten it down so uh, what happened is I was given a vision I wanted to make a massive difference to the lives of children everywhere around the world and specifically those kids who are in the foster care system because what happens, Trish, is once the kids turn 18, like they're living in foster care homes, they turn 18 and they're asked to leave the home. And once they leave the home, the statistics is that 71% of them are now homeless and 47% are unemployed. And those statistics are absolutely enormously high. And what most people don't understand is that these kids don't have family. There's no backup. There's no one to go home to. There's no one to pick up the phone and go, hi, mum, can I come home? I need a roof over my head or dad, I need a bit of help. They don't have any of those things. There's no backup for them. So, okay, hold on, what hold I, was on. I, I need to, sorry, I need to, I need to park there a bit because this is important. These are foster kids. They go through the foster system. They might go to several different high schools, primary schools, high schools, 
different families and then when they're 18 it's see you later love and uh, and I know from my experience with foster people they might get a little bit of money to get them started to maybe help them get into a job or something to help them and then but if they haven't been trained in how to handle that or how to use it and it's not a lot then once that's gone they're pretty well on their own and they haven't got that emotional support so everything that you do is around making a difference in the lives of these young adults who've had such a disadvantaged past i just wanted to get clear on just the the serious impact that that this is well it's it's not just um that it's everything that you've just said there but they're on their own not just emotionally but in life in general okay and 18 year olds um there's actually scientific medical studies that show that the brain the adult brain does not form inside the the head until the age of 26 and it doesn't matter whether they're boys or girls the adult brain doesn't form until the age of 26 so at the age of 18 their brain is still a child's brain they still think like a child act like a child behave like a child make decisions like a child even though that the government says that they're 18 they're an adult they can drink smoke have sex and all these other things go to nightclubs and drive a car and get a license their brain is still not able to make adult decisions and they have no life experience they have no life experience paying bills living on their own cooking cleaning looking after places or anything like this but at the age of 18 they're turfed out and this happens with the majority of them not all of them but the majority it is bye bye you're 18 you're adult you can handle yourself off you go good luck sayonara see you later hope you make it out there but 71 percent of them are homeless at the age of 18 and there's many different factors that actually impact on this all right, so what I'm doing is I'm actually building a community centre, a place to call home for all those kids who've oh. left the foster care system. They've turned 18. Everybody is welcome, whether they're boys or girls, 18, right up to the, I'm not even putting an age limit on it. I've actually put together a full eight-year program so that they can actually stay with me for eight years. Uh, we go through wow. life skills. We go through parenting skills. We go. We take them through their life, their rite of passage, and the rite of passage is about becoming an adult, learning what it is to be an adult and how to be an adult. Not just an adult, but for the boys, they learn how to be men, and for the girls, they learn how to be women. Right? And there's employment programs. There's apprenticeships, study programs. Uh, I've got some piecework in different countries that they can be involved in and things like that. I've got a whole bunch of different programs for these kids. Um, So basically, the Thousand Ripple Effects book is about bringing uh, members of the community together that will... That's so good. ...actually share their advice, advice for all these kids that will sort of become like a surrogate mum or a surrogate dad, the mum and dad that they never had, okay? And this is what's important for these kids is that they need guidance, they need parenting, they need education, they need people to teach them things, not just, oh, you know, you got it wrong and punish them, which is what we Mm. seem to be living in at the moment. 
nobody wants to teach, educate and guide, but they all want to go, well, you should know better. You're an adult. Uh, since you got it wrong, here's the punishment, right? And I want to stop all of that and I want to put in place all the teaching, the guiding, the educating. This is how you handle adult situations. This is how you handle a situation that you're facing right at the moment and give them the steps that they actually need because nobody wants to do that these days. And this is the saddest oh, part. So easy to, yeah, very easy to blame and, and to despair and just go tut tut and, and, and think what rat bags they are. Now, these books are not yet out. No. They're, they're, um, they're coming and uh, the date's to be announced. So there's a website called 1000RippleEffects.com. But if people want to know more about this, and I will revisit this, but if people want to know more, here is the, the best place you said is on Facebook is a community group called 1000 Ripple Effects. So if you're listening to this, then just make a note, 1000 Ripple Effects. Um, I'll pop that in the, I've got a, yeah. So just type in 1000 Ripple Effects on Facebook and you will find the community group uh, and you can join that and that will keep you posted on when things there we go we're just promoting this interview on uh, when these books are going to be available 1000 authors what a journey now you and i met in um oh gosh probably 2011 ish and uh you said to me i'm working on this project and i want to i want to um have these have a thousand authors share their story I'm going to come in close because you're on your phone. A thousand authors, and I want you to be one of the thousand. And I was so honoured that you considered my story and and what I could contribute to be helpful. But you lived resilience as well. Now there was a time you you were trying to put this. Has been a long time coming, so there's a lot in it, and it's going to be so worthwhile. But talk to me about the journey uh, of putting these thousand authors together, putting these books together, these stories. Talk, talk to me about that journey. Okay, so basically what happened is uh, I contacted uh, a thousand different people and I asked them to each write a story. So every person had to write a story answering the question, what advice do you give the 15 to 21-year-olds becoming an adult? And they could write on any topic they want, life, business, relationships, marketing, finance, money, uh, truth, honesty, karma, anything at all that they wanted to write on. And I personally invited all these different people from different walks of life. Our youngest contributor is about 11 years old in our book. And our oldest contributor is way up in the 90s. He's about 96 or 98 or somewhere there. So we've got all sorts of different people, all sorts of different backgrounds, walks of life. The advice that's in this book is absolutely amazing from practical uh, skill sets to know-hows to really heartfelt letters that the women or the men have written that really feel like you're, they are personally talking to these kids as if they're their own children. And we've got steps, we've got um, all sorts of little things that the, the kids are going to really, really need once they start going out there in life. Uh, it's been an amazing journey. That's just brilliant. And, and it's more than one book. You've got uh, a series of six books there. We're just getting a little bit of Wi-Fi. 
and I put all the, the stories. Okay, so what we'll do here is show you once again, it was one yeah. book and now there are there's a series of six. So I'm just going to, when your Wi-Fi plays up, I'm just going to bring up this um, there book are and recap on, yeah, <laughs> recap on what we were talking about. That's okay. Here. All right then. So the next thing, you're breaking up here, Stacey. So silly today. That's okay. Um, would you maybe we might turn your camera off so we can hear you better? That might be uh, good for the um, broadcast, and we'll keep the picture up because I also want to talk to you. I want to, so apologies there, but that's uh, that's where internet things happen, and we just move on, we adapt, and we move on. So, uh, what did I have over here? Was that a picture of you? There you go. There's a lovely picture of you right there. Look how lovely she is. And her emphasis is on learn. Now, this has been a journey. We've heard about the books, and it's a series of books because a thousand authors can't really fit into just one, and they're coming out. So, um, Stacey, talk to me about the difficulties you faced with putting this together by yourself. And then I know there were some extra challenges that you were telling me about. So talk to me about what were the obstacles that you faced in this project? So basically, Trish, what happened is I started this journey. Uh, I gathered all the stories. I started putting them into the books and things. Now, when I started this journey, I didn't know how to put a book together at all. And I've actually learned all the different steps along the way. And this has been a challenging journey. I won't say it's been difficult, but it's definitely a quote that I say for those who, for all those who have a vision, the war cry of those who have a vision is I learned how to do it myself. And that's exactly what I've done oh, along the way that. is I learned how to format the books. I learned how to put the page margins in. I learned how to put the stories in. I learned how to put page um, numbers and headers and footers and all sorts of stuff I didn't even know how to do when I started this journey and I've had to find someone to do editing and there's you know I, I've just learned how to do it and most people what they don't understand is when you're learning how to do something there's actually a learning curve and that can take a couple of months to learn how to do all of this and when there's a thousand stories in here and there's six books all together it takes six times the amount that it does to just do one book. So, and in the beginning, I was a little bit slow uh, when, cause I was still learning how to do it all. But by the sixth book, I was pretty fast, you know, book one, that's where all this, the uh, learning happened. And by number six, I was, yeah, I can do this <laughs> straight through. Oh. So it, it's been a fascinating journey. It's been a very interesting journey. It's been lots of late nights, early mornings. It's been just getting stuff done. Um, one of our books, one of the books actually did crash and I actually had to re-put the whole thing back together again because the whole thing got corrupted or whatever it was. And I just went, oh, okay, no, no problems. Well, oh. thank goodness I've got a backup copy. And like I had backup copies along the whole way and stuff. So I just reverted back to the backup copies because I did make copies um, just, just in case something like that did happen. So we've had a number of challenges. I've overcome every single challenge. I've learned how to do it. 
myself. Uh, everything that's needed to be done, I've done it. Uh, just get on with it. And that's what I tell people. There's always 250 ways to solve a problem, right? So if one yeah. way is not working, find another way. That's that's just incredible. And, uh, you know, a lot of people would give up. But the great lesson in that is you, you learn things once. So as you said, you know, you, you learned how to do these things and then you were able to reproduce that when you were doing the other books. Yes, it was a lot more work but some of those things you already knew how to do. And it's amazing what you can learn uh, using the internet and, and finding resources when you have to be resourceful. It's amazing having that mindset of not why can't I, but how can I? How can I get this done? Because yeah. your vision was so big and so your vision was so important to you, your desire, your heart's desire for this, that that, that was your determination to keep going. And I do believe that that people catch that vision and that passion that you have and that care and they are there to help where they can. So when you, you needed a thousand authors, it's not like they all popped up, but as you spoke to people, they appeared and stepped forward and said, yep, yep, I'm going to contribute. Now, you might have had to chase a few of them up, but when your vision is one that touches people's hearts, people, the, the right people who are meant to hop on that bus with you will come together. And it's quite exciting. And it's amazing what you can learn. Um, but it wasn't all smooth sailing, was it? There, you were talking to me about a pretty serious health setback that I'd like to chat with you about. Now, I know you can't tell everyone, um, you know, this is what cured my endometriosis um, and you can do this too because that's not allowed. What you can do is share your journey of what helped you and uh, there are lots and lots of women out there suffering terrible pain from endometriosis and while I'm not telling them to do what you've done listening to your story they may like to try for themselves to find out what might work for them am I allowed to put it that way Stacey can you okay <laughs> take it through correct me you've already said it so that's that's what you've said I'm just going to try said. and turn the this one camera on because I think it would be easier. Yes. Yeah. So are we? Oh, awesome. All right. It's going to be so much there easier if they're listening to actually it. me and not to an image. Yes. So right. what happened is that I put the book together, the Thousand Ripple Effects book, and I was sitting there and I was in really terrible pain. And I knew that if I didn't do something about this pain, there was no way I could go on a speaker circuit. There's no way I could publish the book. There's no way I could actually run the community center or a place to call home for all these kids. And I went, well, in order for all of these types of things to happen, I need to deal with and eliminate the pain that I am in. Okay. Right. And... I had been to doctors. This is not a, a new thing. I had actually been to eight different doctors. I'd been to three different hospitals. I had, every time I went, I said, hey, I'm in really terrible pain. I think there's something really wrong with me. And, you know, and what happened is the doctors would say, no, there's nothing wrong with you. It's all just women's issues. There's nothing we can do for you. Pain is normal. And just go home, put a hot water bottle on yourself, take some Panadol, and that was it. And I just 
got to the point where I said, this is ridiculous. I'm in terrible pain. The doctors are not listening to what I am doing. I have to study medicine. I have to find out what is wrong with me. So I actually went to medical school. I went to the library in the medical school where they keep all the medical books. And these are the exact same medical books that the doctors use to study medicine to become doctors. Okay. And I asked if I could please borrow some of these medical books. And the library said, no, you cannot. Uh, the only people who are allowed to borrow medical books are the students who are enrolled to study medicine or nursing or some type of medical degree. Now, I had no intention of becoming a doctor or a nurse. I didn't want to enroll in uh, anything like that. All I wanted to do was get some information and some knowledge. I said, no problem, easy done. You can stop me from borrowing the books, but what you can't do is stop me from actually reading the books. So I turned up to the medical school library every day. I sat uh, in the chair at the desk and I just read all the books in the library. That's what I did. I took pen and paper with me. I took lots of notes and what I did was I just went through, it took me about three to three and a half months to actually find out what was actually wrong with me. After going through several different medical conditions, going, no, it's not this, no, it's not that, it's not this, it's not that. No, 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 no. Oh, finally, finally, I have found what's wrong with me. I've got endometriosis. And I went, okay. So then I started, and once I knew what that was, that's when the real study started. And I learned what is endometriosis, what causes endometriosis, and how do I fix it? How do I get rid of this stuff out of my body and out of my system? And what my journey and all my reading and my study and my long hours in medical school, <laughs> it, it, it taught me that everything comes down to nutritional deficiencies. Um, there'll be a vitamin or a mineral deficiency somewhere that's causing the liver not to work properly, that's causing metabolism not to work properly. And when the liver doesn't work properly, it doesn't metabolize estrogen properly. When that doesn't happen, that's when we're getting all of these other symptoms, right? So I was tracing all the symptoms right, right back to the root cause. What's the root cause of that? What causes that? What causes this? What causes that? What causes that? What causes that? And every time I came back to nutritional deficiencies. So I went to the doctor, I asked him to do all my blood tests for me uh, of all my vitamins and minerals. And I found I was very nutritionally deficient. So then I went back to my medical books and I studied and I learned how to fix nutritional deficiencies in my body. And that's what I've been doing. Now it does actually take up to two years to fix a nutritional deficiency. Okay. Wow. And this is what most people don't understand. They go, oh, yeah, I took some vitamins for a week, didn't work. I took them for a month, it didn't work. Of course it doesn't work. You haven't done it for two years. You actually have to do it for that amount of time. Now, hormonal imbalance does actually take up to three years and it can take longer than three years to actually correct wow. itself, right? So all of these women that go, oh, yeah, I went to the naturopath and I did all this and I did that and I did it for a month, yeah, well, it's not going to work. You haven't done it for long enough. You actually need to do it for three plus years. It could take five or six years to fix it. Depends on your body, your system, and everything else that's there, working, not working, interacting, and with everything else, right? So I'm only partway through my journey. I haven't gotten right to the end of the journey yet. I'm still in the middle of this journey. But what I have done 
is I've actually taken the pain away. What I have done is I got my life back, right? There's no more pain. I got yeah. my life back. I can function and I can do things again. And I just went, now that I can function, now that there's no more pain in my body, now that I can actually sit at a desk, I can stand, I can walk, I can stand up on stage and speak, I can be in front of cameras like I am here today being interviewed, let's make this happen. Let's publish this book. Let's get it out there into the world. Let's build the community centre. Let's get a place to home up and running for these kids. So that's what I did. I did have a setback, but I never, ever, 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 ever let it stop me. Don't let anything ever stop you from doing what you want to do in life. Oh, my goodness. Stacey, wow. You know, I've just got to park there for a minute. You know, not only did you have this big vision, you were suffering shocking pain and it's true when you're in physical pain it limits what you can do when you're sick you cannot perform at your optimum and so you just went you know what i've got to find this stuff out so you have been able through nutrition to improve your health yes and uh you know now and i know you're not allowed to say you know that this will do this but nobody nobody does in in the medical field but the fact that the fact that you've been able to get your body balanced up better and, and you're not out of the woods yet, you, you, as you said, you've, you've still got a little way to go, but, but you've, been able to, you've been able to do your own research, find those places where, you know, sit and read those books that you were not allowed to borrow, my goodness, and, and be so determined to learn. I, I just want to congratulate you and take my hat off to you because what you did, you fought for yourself, you fought for your health, and in doing so, you were able to um, continue the journey of your vision for these books that are then going to make a difference for these um, out, outgrown foster kids, these people that are young adults who who need a way to to, um, to be able to grow. So, you know, your desire to help someone else actually ended up helping you because I wonder if if you would have gone on such an intense journey of health had you I mean maybe you would have for your own comfort but you had that extra motivation that sense of meaning to persist and to keep going that's just brilliant I just that so inspires me (laughs) thanks Trish um I just tell people if you've got a vision out there go and make it happen don't let anything ever stop you don't let pain stop you either Um, I truly believe that I would have still gone to medical school and still educated myself on uh, different medical things that I needed to know to actually get rid of the pain. The pain was really bad. And um, just like, and this is what happened, is now that I actually understand this, I actually wanted to make this one of the 1,000 ripple effects that we actually put out there into the world right, is there's actually 176 million women suffering with endometriosis pain and Mm. they suffer terribly. They're in bed, they can't work, they can't stand, they can't sit in a chair, they can't eat food. Uh, It really does affect their life terribly. And all I do is I've actually got a website page. It's www.1000rippleeffects.com forward slash endometriosis 
if you go straight there, you'll actually be able to read my whole story and hopefully we'll be able to get to at least some of those 176 million women who are suffering and actually be able to help some of those women as well. Okay, so the more people that we can actually help out there in the world, uh, the more people that um, will actually benefit from this as well. And this is part of the Thousand Ripple Effects philosophy is that we don't ask for donations, Trish. What we do do is we actually build businesses. And so this is one of the businesses that I've actually built. Say goodbye to your endometriosis pain forever. And you can actually yeah. read the story. If you've only got five minutes, read the five-minute version. If you've got a half an hour or so, read the half-hour version. Um, it's all there. And it tells you what Brilliant. I did. Uh, what I found and how I got rid of my pain as well. So, well, that was absolutely brilliant, Stacy. So I'm glad we got to show people this as well, so they can um, they can go there and, and find out a little bit more about that. Now, um, what I'd like to do is go back to your. I want to remind people to have a look at the 1000 ripple effects. Facebook page yep. you can uh, join that community have a look there and and Stacy will let you know when the books are ready if you if you or you know anyone with endometriosis pain uh, then there's some more details about what has helped other people that may or may not be suitable for you but at least you can be informed and find out about about that now, if this has been a blessing to you, I would love it if you would uh, like, comment, share the uh, this broadcast with people, forward it on. If you're watching the uh, replay, then yes, by all means, like and comment, but forward it on to somebody who may be suffering that might need to be encouraged and to um, find out more about the 1000 Ripple Effects authors' books that are coming out to be inspiring and all of this is working towards helping disadvantaged young adults who've been through the foster system. Uh, Stacey, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on and uh, I so look forward to seeing when they all come out, which is going to be this year. It'll be soon. So thank you for joining us, everyone. Thank you, Stacey. Thank you, Trish, so much for having me. Uh, thank you to all the listeners out there as well. And uh, I'll catch you next time. You will. See you next time, everyone. There we go. That was great. Hang on. <laughs> In broadcast, I got carried away. <laughs>